In this new segment of Advisor Revelations, the DPL team will discuss how to evaluate new solutions and address current challenges and the strategies that can help you grow your firm and AUM. Welcome to the most recent episode of the DPL Advisor Revelations podcast. I'm Jonathan Barth. I'm a regional vice president here at DPL, and I'm joined by Jackson Bradley, one of the consultants here at DPL Financial Partners. And today we're going to be talking about taxes and annuities and how they can play and work together and and some of the conversations we're having with advisors right now. Jackson, first and foremost, welcome to the podcast. I think this is your first one. How are you doing today? Yeah, it's my first time. First time ever on a podcast. So thanks for having me. Excited to uh, dive into it. Of course. Well, we're going to be talking about everybody's favorite topic, taxes here. Before we get into it a little bit, I want to remind everybody to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you are currently listening or get your podcast from. And then make sure to check out DPL on our website at dplfp.com. Awesome. Let's get into it. So right now it is February and I'm sure this podcast is going to come out either at the end of this month or the beginning of March. So everybody's going to be thick in the season of doing taxes, filing for extensions and seeing if we owe the IRS money or if we're going to be lucky enough to get a refund. As those conversations are coming up in this time of year, we always find here at DPL it's a great opportunity for advisors to be that value add that they can provide to their clients. So Jackson, want to ask you initially, are taxes coming up right now with advisor conversations, at least high level? What does that look like? And what are they asking? Yeah. So you can tell that taxes are at the front of their minds. A lot of their questions are very leading into, hey, what are the tax implications of this product? What are the tax implications of taking a distribution here? So while they're not really asking me about tax returns, they're definitely thinking about it a lot. Exactly. Taxes are always on everybody's mind. One thing that comes up a lot with advisors, at least in my experience, is you know when they're working with a client, they maybe have all of the assets, they maybe have some of the assets. Oftentimes, clients will have multiple relationships. And really, one of the ways for advisors to find out if they have everything or not are through 1099s, right? 1099s, anything that's going to be generated from a 1099 likely means that there's another relationship out there. One thing that always comes up with big 1099s is where is it coming from, right? Is it coming from a savings account? Is it coming from a bank CD? Is it coming from a taxable account, right? So let's talk a little bit about when an advisor sees a taxable account generating a 1099 what do those conversations look like and where can DPL help advisors? Yeah. So I think when you're kind of framing this conversation, it's good to let the advisor know that, you know, for every, you know, non-annuity asset class, there really is kind of a parallel in the annuity space, especially in the commission-free space. And so they're talking about, hey, we got hit with the tax distribution from a mutual fund. Hey, we have investment-only variable annuities. Hey, we got interest off of a CD and we have to pay taxes on it. Well, we have fixed annuities that are not only just an annuity, but actually a liquid product where they have a little bit more access to their funds than traditional annuities. So it's nice to kind of give them those little pieces of info because it gets their mind thinking, hey, how can we avoid this in the future? Exactly. And for a lot of the mutual funds that are out there, they oftentimes have a carbon copy in the insurance space. 
I remember it was this time last year, I was working with a firm who was looking at a particular fixed income mutual fund that all of their clients own. It's a, a very popular fund company. If I said it, everybody would know exactly who it is. Very popular, but they're in the high yield space, right? So it's a little bit more of a tax inefficient strategy. It generates a lot of turnover and there's interest every year because those mutual fund companies, their primary goal is to one, deliver returns, but then two, to make sure they keep assets, right? And the way to keep assets sometimes is by selling things and, and buying new things that the advisor and client really have no control over. That obviously creates some turnover, can create some taxable occurrences that most advisors and clients don't necessarily plan for. So one of the ways that we see advisors use annuities to solve for that with the 1099s in particular is take those tax inefficient strategies, right? If you are running out of space in the 401k or the IRA, and you're looking for those additional buckets of tax deferral, to Jackson's point, low cost variable annuities are great for that, right? You could place an additional $500,000 into a low cost variable contract get a 25 basis point you know, charge on that, and then have access to over 300 different investment options in a completely liquid solution, right? It's almost like having additional buckets or an extension of your IRA, right? It's almost like having additional access to a limited tax deferral there. And what those strategies will allow, you know, those tax inefficient strategies, when you wrap it in an annuity, that can provide real value to a client. I know that there's a lot of white papers out there, in particular, our CEO, David Lau, wrote one where wrapping tax inefficient strategies in a tax efficient wrapper, aka taking fixed income, taking alternatives, taking active strategies, putting that into a variable annuity contract can add up to 200 basis points to a return annually. That's substantial, right? Particularly in years where the market was down, fixed income was down, everything was down, right? It's a big bummer. So it's a way to solve for that. You mentioned something earlier, and I want to go back to it just simply because it's an area of our business that's really grown over the last year, but it's the MIGAS, right? The multi-year guaranteed annuities. As I said, some framework here for a lot of advisors who maybe don't know what a MIGA is. I've never used an annuity before. Could you share a little bit about what AMIGA is, how you're seeing RIAs implement them, and, and what it's replacing in the current portfolio? Yeah, absolutely. So MIGA, for those of you who are unfamiliar, I know we use a lot of terminology in this industry, uh, a lot of acronyms, but it's going to be a multi-year guaranteed annuity, also known traditionally as a fixed annuity. And so the way these contracts will work is they'll have a stated fixed rate for a certain duration over time. and Let's say, for example, we have a three-year MIGA, you know, the rate is 5%. That 5% is going to credit daily over the course of the year, compound for the three years. So really is a fixed income replacement, you know, whether it be a bond fund, a CD, a treasury. So that's how we've been talking to our advisors about it and how they can actually use the MIGAs. And, you know, going off that, I'm actually working with a couple of different advisors right now that are laddering these the same way that people will ladder bonds. And so they'll look at, you know, the landscape, they'll say, hey, we want to ladder over, you know, a three, a four, and a five year duration. And the rates are so attractive right now that I'm getting more and more advisors asking about, hey, are people laddering MIGAs with you guys? And I'm like, yeah. And I think three different advisors now have done that with me. So it's an exciting development in the advisor space because they're really realizing how much more efficient these products are than, you know, taking a tax hit 
off of a CD every year. Right, exactly. And that's where it ties back into the taxes is clients going to get a 1099 from the bank. You know, if they are, they're likely laddering bank CDs, right? I mean, how many of us have parents or grandparents that the money, you know, being at the bank is is what you did, right? It's FDIC insured. Well, the MIGAs offer that same security here, right? Guaranteed by the state, same amount as FDIC in most states. And even some states, it's higher than what you can get federally. So same kind of guarantee there, same kind of protection, and really the same strategy, just significantly different rates, right? I know you mentioned a, a three-year at, at 5%. We've also got a four-year at 6% right now. That's extremely popular. And then you can obviously build that out. So that's a great move for taxes because that interest that's credited, that's not going to generate a 1099, right? It's deferred until the client's ready to take in, come off of that. And if you're an advisor that is interested in looking at the strategy, uh, a lot of the times advisors are like, oh, I don't want to go directly to a wholesaler to find out what the rates are right now. Got to shop around. We aggregate all that info in one place on our website. It's the DPL MIGA Marketplace. And from there, you're going to be able to see all the different carriers, their durations and interest rates stated right in front of you. So it really is kind of a one-stop shop for the strategy if you do have some interest. Beautiful. Love it. So get some money away from the banks, from tax and efficient strategies. That's great. One of the other tools we use on our website is the annuity comparison calculator. And people are probably thinking like, why are we bringing that up with taxes? We oftentimes will hear from a lot of advisors that tax season, year-end planning, and beginning of the next year, clients will come out of the woodworks with paperwork, documents, things that they haven't seen before, that the advisor hasn't seen before. So Jackson, talk to me a little bit about what you're doing with advisors for clients who bring them not only 1099s, but then these old annuity statements, like, is there anything we can do there with those? And then is there any tax implication of that as well? Yeah. So I think that one of the foundations in the annuity space is, you know, 1035 exchanges, and that's going to be the way to avoid a tax hit from a distribution in an existing annuity. And so a lot of the times they are a little tied up. They're like, hey, we have this old annuity. We don't want to take the distribution. There's a lot of gains in the contract. What can we do? Hey, let's 1035 it. We have a tool on our website. Again, whether you come directly to a DPL consultant or you want to do it yourself on the website, put in the basic info of the annuity they're in now and say, hey, what's the client goal? Are they looking for income? Are they looking for growth or maybe protected growth, some downside protection? So it's a strong tool where you can really find a menu of options and go through the output in the calculator to figure out what's the best solution for my client. Definitely. And yeah, definitely don't want to leave any annuities out there that would be quote unquote orphaned. That 1035 tax-free exchange obviously provides a ton of client value, You know, lower the fees, be able to provide them a much better solution than what they currently have in most cases. But then also the advisor can see it, manage it, right? We're talking about providing holistic financial planning. It only makes sense that advisors are able to manage everything in the portfolio, right? That's the annuity. That's any money that would be at the bank because you can provide better options for them. And then obviously eliminating other client or advisor relationships as well. Staying on the existing annuities, right? You brought up a good point and something that comes up all the time when I'm having conversations with advisors is, hey, we own this annuity. 
The client bought it, you know, 10 years ago. There's substantial gains. The market's done really well for the most part. We've got a cost basis that's, you know, like $200,000 and the account value is like over half a million, right? What can we do there, right? How do we handle this? Because it's a huge tax bomb that could be out there that eventually somebody's going to have to pay. So what are some unique ways that we can help advisors solve for that? And what conversations are you having with advisors right now? Yeah, absolutely. So when I'm talking to advisors, the word I like to use is unwind. So with an annuity like that, with a big disparity and cost basis versus account value, we really want to start getting money out to reduce the tax hit that's you know imminent at some point in the future. So kind of the strategy traditionally is with annuitization. Mm-hmm. And so people used to use FIAs for the exclusion ratio that it offered where it's paying out part principal, part gains. Whereas you know in a traditional variable annuity, it's going to be tax last in, first out. Mm-hmm. And so... What developed from that annuitization and exclusion ratio is actually some more creative strategies where you can actually use this exclusion ratio in a variable annuity to unwind an annuity. And so instead of taking out last in, first out, interest first, you're going to be taking out part principal, part gains in a traditional VA over the course of however long you'd like to, whether it be somewhere from 5 to 20 years. So we had a couple of different options on the website that you can go and read a little bit more about how this strategy actually works. And I know what's going through advisors' minds right now is one, how are you able to do that? And then two, what is the client giving up, right? Because there's obviously going to be some trade-off there, at least what most would think. So contractually, what I'll handle the first part, contractually, these are options that are available. To Jackson's point, we have a few carriers that offer this tax-efficient withdrawal strategy that let you unwind the annuity. And as I'm sure Jackson will share with us, not really giving up much, right? Yeah, somewhere around 40 basis points for the annuity. The actual unwinding strategy is no charge. Mm -hmm. So you really have this available to you for, you know, as low as you're going to find in the market. Right. And, and you're not limited to what you can invest in, you can always take more if you want. And most importantly, for the advisors, you know, that are that are here listening to us today, you can still manage the annuity, right? You're not locking it up. It's not held away. It's purely within your you know, 1% fee AUM management style. So you can pull your advisory fee for managing the contract. You have full discretion over the account to be able to make trades, pull additional resources if you need to cover a tax bill, for example. Yeah. Institutionally priced funds as well. Yep. Yeah. So everything that you would come to expect DPL to bring to market for a unique solution like this, we have the ability to do it. And there's some really good calculators and visuals that we can provide to kind of walk you through that as well. One last thing, because I would be remiss if I didn't mention it, but everybody's favorite, trust, right? Trust and annuities, you don't necessarily think work hand in hand, but actually in a lot of ways, Trust can really benefit from the annuity structure. I know in particular, I'm having a lot of conversations right now with trusts that are grantor trust, right? And I'm sure most advisors know this, but just a level set. If you look at the tax brackets for an individual, you have to get to, you know, three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars of income before you get into the really high tax brackets. For a trust, that's 15 grand. Right. I think for 2023, it's, it's just a hair under $15,000 before you get into a 37% tax bracket. That means your bond mutual fund that has that turnover or that is giving off that dividend or your equity portfolio that's generating that type of tax inefficient strategy 
If you have a trust and you don't necessarily own an annuity and you don't have tax efficient strategies in there, you could be getting into a really high tax bracket very quickly. These are much more advanced planning strategies, but there's different ways that we can work with advisors to solve for NIMCRUTs. We can help solve for charitable remainder trusts that we can help solve for revocable and irrevocable trusts. So anytime you have a client that once again, maybe has an outside relationship, maybe they got a 1099 from their trust account, whatever it might be there, come to DPL. We have some advanced planning strategies. We have full access to estate planners, lawyers, advanced planning teams to be able to provide some really unique solutions, particularly with trusts that have such a low tax bracket threshold. So I wanted to make sure we got that in there for advisors. Those are always unique situations. So one-on-one conversation is what I would encourage that you can find at DPL. Jackson, any parting words or lasting thoughts that you would share with the advisors today as it relates to tax season? Yeah, I would say even just going off the trust portion that you were talking about, I'm actually working with an advisor right now who's using a special needs trust to build a lifetime stream of income for a young girl who obviously will face some challenges down the road. And so it just kind of speaks to the power of these investments and what we can really do to help the whole spectrum of clients. So a lot of options on the DPL website. I encourage you guys to go visit, look around and give us a call. Exactly. You find many more ways to use DPL than you would probably ever think about. So want to thank Jackson for your time and your insight here today, sharing it with us and the advisors and you know audience that's listening. I want to also thank the audience for joining us here today on another episode. Once again, please subscribe to the podcast. We are coming out with a ton of content this year. There's a whole library of items that are out there as well. You can hear a lot of insight direct from the front lines from people like Jackson who work with over 1600 RIAs every day. And then remember to check out our website, dplfp.com. And with that, hope everybody has a great day. And thank you all once again for tuning in. Thanks. Thanks for listening. To hear more advisor revelations, go to dplfp.com and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming app.